Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. ITL Fantasy Podcast Network presents In a World of Football Podcast that sounds like this. Welcome into our podcast on Suck Talk Radio. And talk like this. Wah, 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 wah. Don't go after running back. Wah, wah. Because they're not. So much fun. Bogman, let's not overreact here. The In This League Fantasy Football Podcast. Featuring Bogman. Oh, the yummy silence. Oh, it tastes so good, you guys. All the props go to you. You're amazing. This is the way to world. And the wealth. I would give somebody $20 if Antonio Gates goes before you. <laughs> There's only two picks. <laughs> <laughs> Playing on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. That's like $4 in American now because of the Brexits. <laughs> Coming to your ears. Man, does that feel good to hear that open again. Whew. <laughs> Ooh, baby, what you is remember up? remember Brexit? I, I mean, do. Man, we are on point, aren't we? Man, we got all the uh, relevant topics to talk about. We got one for you today with some NFL draft talk and an early mock draft because this is episode 140 of the In This League Fantasy Football Podcast. Boy, people haven't been hearing my voice because if you are one of the wonderful people that have been doing it and kept kept... Uh, subscribe to the podcast here, you've noticed we have been releasing content in the offseason, but it has been Bogman's very awesome In This War Room podcast, which is all based around NFL draft talk. Even so much so, the the most recent one you have got to check out with uh, Joe Marino of NDT Scouting Box. How did you like that? Uh, all that Quentin Nelson talk that he had, the Welsh? Don't like it. Not a fan. Don't want to hear it. Don't tell me about how Quentin Nelson is the most complete player. I don't want to hear any of it because I don't want him on the Niners. I want position. I want sexy. Give me sexy. Give me Jerry's guys. Give me Barkley. I don't. I, you know what? The Niners took Sony Michelle at nine. I would justify it. Tony Kohler's would immediately be in my DMs. Just telling me what a mistake we made, <laughs> how we should have taken the offensive bruiser or, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick. I can't wait they take Vita Vea or something. Oh, dude, I'll tell you attack. right now. If they take Vita Vea, <laughs> I'm out. Out. If Vita Vea is a, if it is a 49er, I'm done watching the draft and probably done doing Whatever. the podcast. Whatever. Tony Kohler's will be so happy. He loves. We are we are the most opposite 49er fans. He loves all of the stuff that I don't love. I want the the diamonds and the flash. I want Sony Michelle. I don't really want Sony Michelle, but I, I want Barkley. I want I want playmakers. Bogman Bogman and Tony like, Kohler. You, you like guys are Jimmy the same. Jimmy Garoppolo standing up. Yeah, that's fine. Do you like him being healthy? He, Jimmy Garoppolo because you can draft a bunch of Dante Moncriefs and all that stuff, and have your team wind up being the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. Or you can draft from the inside out and then maybe sign some of those, uh, you know, uh, skill position players or trade for them like they did with Jarek McKinnon. They like Jarek McKinnon and uh, go from there. I don't want to. Uh, your logic means nothing to me. I don't want to hear. OK, either. so uh, if you guys would like, you can go and check out and go check out all the new stuff here. Bogman, did you I'm looking here. Did you type the episode wrong? I see war with Jake Seeley was episode six. And then episode eight. Maybe it's just not tagged right on the website. We need to get... Where the hell did episode seven go? It's I don't missing. know. I didn't do an episode seven. I just skipped it. Okay. So it's just... It's the mystery episode. But episode <laughs> eight, Joe Marino, Jake Seeley's on there. So you guys want to catch up. It's a lot of pre... And I would tell you, because we brought this episode to you before the NFL draft, go catch up. You guys can get kind of locked into what's going on. And you'll see uh, the Joe Marino episode is right up on the podcast. But that's why you say stay subscribed to this one because you are not only going to get the war room, but you're going to get when Bogman and I are back, which we are right now. And what we are going to do, there's a couple things to let you guys know about. We did not trying to double dip or anything like that, but we did a mock draft with the ITL army, a very early fantasy football mock draft, but we did it with the rookies and they don't even have teams yet. We did it over at fan tracks 
And on the radio side, we decided to talk about it. We have a radio show on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network on Saturdays, and we talked about some of it, but we did it in a fashion where we knew we were going to put it on this episode. So I'm not saying we were trying to kill time on the radio show or anything like that, but we (laughs) knew we wanted to put it over here. So you were going to get our conversation about the NFL draft, about 35, or not the NFL draft, but our mock draft. It's about 30 minutes, 35 minutes of it. Well, we're going to break down the picks because there is some fascinating stuff that went down with it. And uh, we're going to do all of that. Plus, we have got news, but in NFL draft, that is what is on your mind right now. When you are not going and checking out the In This War Room shows, you should know that on Thursday, there's a couple things. Bogman first will be live streaming all of the rounds of the NFL draft. Yeah, it's quite a big undertaking. I believe that I am going to probably get some blood clots. So uh, we'll see. You know, it's a lot of sitting, which is my favorite pastime. The Venmo will be open, right? Yeah, the Venmo and yeah, and the PayPal will absolutely be open. Maybe someone can order some Uber Eats for you. If anybody wanted to get me some lunch, right? Okay. Yeah, uh, I'm up for Uber Eats, whatever. So, but uh, but isn't there a caveat? Is there? There's a rumor that this is this is going to only be for the ITL Army. So there's going to be a lot of upset people listening to this. Not a rumor. So, but I tell you what, if you really want to see it. Uh, it, get in as low as a buck. I'm doing it for the whole army. Oh, so it'd be all everybody. Okay, so a buck can get you in, and Bogman is going to provide, which probably sounds close to like 10 hours of content. And it's people a lot, get, it for a <laughs> get it for a dollar. So, all right, that's cool. So, yeah, that's a great idea. So go in, check it out. Uh, Patreon.com slash ITL Army, where we've got our comedy shows, ranks. I know once the draft is done, Bogman has been putting together um, kind of a fantasy prospect rank st- Thing. So once it's all done, we'll have those lists updated over there. There's just a lot of good content over there, and you're going to be able to check it out. So definitely, you know, the first round. What is it? Thursday first round, second round is Friday, second and third? Yeah, so it's uh, the first round is day one Thursday starting at 5 Pacific, 8 Eastern. And then uh, on Friday, I'm looking through my television schedule right now. I believe the draft starts at noon our time. No, it starts at... On Friday, is it late again? Yeah, I guess Friday it doesn't start until 4 or 7 Eastern. And that is rounds 2 and 3. Okay. And then on Saturday, I think it usually starts at 5 a.m. And lasts all yeah, day. It is ridiculous. Yeah. It, it starts at 9 a.m. our time, the Welsh. Good. Love it. God, I'm going to have to wake up at 8. I'll, I'll have been up for like three hours. Yeah. Oh, so you, you said, oh, you'll have been up. Yeah. I thought you said, I'll open up for three hours. I was going to say, wow, Ooh. I really appreciate you doing that. No, 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 me. no. Actually, but, my no, whole... You'll be at Infinity War. So. Yeah. Well, no, I'm doing that the day before, but I might go see it again while you're doing the oh. draft. Yeah. Well, you can come up here and then, because uh, isn't your whole family out of town too? Everybody's out of isn't town. Isn't there no excuse you could possibly make up on the spot? Zero. Uh, I mean... Out of it? Yeah, let me think about it. Yeah, that's, let me think about it. <laughs> no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. What's your excuse right now this second to not be coming up here to my new place that you haven't seen anyway? <laughs> and I did say that if you come up, I would eat Taco Bell, and everyone would love to Ooh, see that. Well, what, okay. what is the reason that you don't come up? I mean, that, sure. that is compelling. Well, maybe we'll see. We'll see what's going on here. Maybe <laughs> we'll see what, what goes down with it. So you're going to have draft coverage from Bogman. It's a cool experience because you can interact with Bogman. You can ask questions on the spot. Sometimes Bogman gets some guys on the show. So it, it's a cool thing. It's fun. And if you guys want to you know, have another uh, upgraded experience, go check that out. Plus, and then we're going to get to some news and then get to the draft talk. We have a show on fan tracks. It is myself, Bogman, and Joe Pizapia. It is called Full 60 Fantasy Football. Most people should know about it. But if you don't, we've already had five or six episodes. We are going to have an episode we do right before the NFL draft. It's on We record them on Wednesday nights. They go on Thursday morning. And we're also going to be jumping to two a week. So Mondays and Thursdays, you're going to have new episodes of Full 60. So... Go check it out on iTunes. Subscribe. We're getting the rest of the shows up on Stitcher, and uh, I think we're going to get to iHeart and Spotify and all that. But just go to iTunes, subscribe, and please give it a rate and review, as you should this podcast. 
believe me, we are not forgetting about in this league. This is the most important thing uh, that we do. So make sure five-star rate and reviews here. We'd appreciate it. Go sign up with the Army to check out all of Bogman's cool stuff. And you just never lose sight of all the exciting things we're going to be doing. Like this coming season, we'll have all the satellite leagues, officialfantasyrings.com back on board to do amazing, cool stuff with us. So you don't want to miss one singular minute of the action. But uh, before we get to this mock wait draft... Minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, oh, wait a minute. Oh, 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 Did you mention my new IDP show on Oh my God, is there... how? There's too much stuff going on. Yeah, you got an IDP show you're doing. The with, Individual Defensive Podcast with <laughs> myself and Gary Davenport. There's something that makes me laugh when I hear that name. Yeah, Gary Davenport, one of the best IDP guys out there. You and Gary Davenport doing the IDP show for Fantrack. So, I mean, Jesus Christ. That's right, and we're actually going to be starting this up that that podcast up tomorrow as you're listening to this. Oh my god, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, a lot. So yeah. too much NFL coverage. Uh, too healthy, Lois. Doctor says I'm too healthy. <laughs> too healthy. All right, there you go. Uh, you guys want to get it? You can get in on it with the IDP podcast. You got full sixty in this league. We have got our podcast. You got draft coverage going through. Oh my god. We want to make sure you guys are entertained and informed, and we do it the best way we possibly can. So we are going to go through this mock draft. The results will be at InThisLeague.com. If you want to click over there and follow along, you may do so. But we do have a few little news and notes. And since we're not doing a pre-draft episode, let's you know have our chat. Because Bogman's been clogging up this entire feed here. So like... I'm yeah, everybody hates it. I, I do. I don't know if you've ever got this on Prospect One, but I, I, I got this the other day, and uh, it was from our guy Jason Braun, who claims Bog Nation, but I'm not 100% sure about that anymore because he said, when's the Welsh going to be back on the show? <laughs> I got a couple, by the way, staunch Bog Nation people that are in my DMs all the time, Alex Mosher. <laughs> all the time. Never asking Bogman questions and loves to go out and claim how he's Bognation all the time in my DMs. All, and I asked him one time, I'm like, why are you not asking your Lord and Savior, Bogman? Why are you asking me? And yeah, didn't get an and answer. And he said, I'll ask Bogman the NFL questions. You get the baseball questions. Is that exactly what he said? He, he didn't, but you know what? There's probably a lot of logic to that. I We have inadvertently, I've become the baseball guy and you've become the football guy, so that's a good point. But uh, speaking of football, we got some news and notes to talk about. In this league. Oh, I remember. In this league. Oh, I remember. Uh, yeah, I remember that. On Twitter at Is It The Welsh at Bogman Sports. That's where you can tweet all of your stuff at us. Des Bryant is no longer a Dallas Cowboy. Uh, we kind of already have killed all the OBJ stuff. Obviously, there's a lot of drama there, but I have called this. And I got flack for it, not just from you, Bogman, though you did say I was incorrect. Nobody believed me, but when Des Bryant got cut, I said, and I just said my initial reaction, I said, when he came out and was like, I'm going to see you guys twice a year, I was like, he's a giant. The Giants is exactly where he's going. Didn't make sense at the beginning, but I said, hey. So you're gonna... saying your logic was terrible. No. You could wind up being right. No, for some people, because I think everyone, everyone pinpointed the Eagles as the place to go, or they're like, oh, what about Washington? That's the best rival. I said, Brandon Marshall, they're going to cut this guy. They cut him just the other day, and Des Bryant and OBJ have been seen working out together. This is something that is going down. Des Bryant is going to be a giant. Uh, I mean, maybe. We'll see. I, I think that it would be a nice spot for him to land, but I really like Sterling Shepard, so I don't really want him to go there. I think Sterling Shepard is... Uh, Excellent pick for uh, for your fantasy leagues if he winds up being the number two. And Evan Ingram could grow even more. And it looks like they might add Saquon Barkley in the draft. Mm. So that's a lot of targets to go around. That's a lot of mouths to feed. So I don't know if fantasy-wise it's the best spot to go. Story-wise, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, so, I mean, it, it's definitely – and, and we, we're joking about this on the phone where it was like, hey, you know it would be a great spot for Brandon Marshall? The Dallas, Dallas. Cowboys. Let's do yeah. that. I mentioned that in my live stream last night, Thursday Night Football with Bogman, when there is no Thursday Night Football. I'm going to be trying to hit that up like every other week, obviously. Wow. I'll probably take a week off of doing wow. YouTube Lives after I do 12 hours or whatever ridiculous number it is uh, for the NFL draft. But um, 
I'm going to try to be hitting that up every other week until the football season, when, of course, I'll do it just about every week. Now, so. we're going to talk about Des Bryant in this mock draft because he was taken and kind of where he was taken. We can kind of talk about value, so we don't need to kill that. Brandon Marshall seems like he's on the outs. The value is next to nothing, of course. So that's a that's a whole thing. What about else? What else is going around around the NFL that you wanted to cover before we get to the draft? Well, I think Tariq Cohen is going to wind up being like Tyreek Hill in Chicago. Uh, and wow, that's, really? that's where Matt Nagy came from. He's the guy that moved Tyreek Hill around. And he said that they're going to line up uh, Tariq Cohen in Chicago uh, everywhere. He's going to play on the outside. He's going to play in the slot. He's going to play some running back. So Tariq Cohen, they're going to try to get the ball in his hands. It almost so, sounds like Duke Johnson more than Tyreek Hill. Because Tyreek Hill, as the explosive wide receiver, that's how I... Am I wrong? Or you think this is a true, more Tyreek Hill situation? I think it's kind of like Tyreek Hill. I, you know, I, I see what you're saying. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill came into the league more uh, wide receiver anyway. Tariq Cohen came in more running back. But I just I don't see why they wouldn't be able to get the ball in his hands as much as possible. He's just he's going to be out there. Is he going to go up more in value for you? I think so. I think a little bit. Um, How about this comparison? Are you going to see him closer to a guy like Chris Thompson? Yes, uh, I would. I think that's a perfect one. That that's a perfect comparison right there because. While in PPR leagues, I still might lean towards Chris Thompson a little bit, depending on his recovery from his injury and all that stuff, uh, you know, how he looks in camp and all that. Uh, I still might lean toward, especially because they got a lot of weapons in Chicago now. You got to think about that. Uh, they, you know, they added Allen Robinson, they added Trey Burton. So there's more mouths to feed in Chicago, but I think that's a pretty solid comparison. I mean, that is going to be high sleeper territory. It's funny with what we're going to talk about in this upcoming episode about how, you know, futile the running back position becomes. You know, as you get to like round five, six, and seven, maybe Tariq Cohen, if you utilize, if it's a bigger league and you utilize, you know, the flex position, he might be one of those sleeper options to look at this year. Undervalued is the best way to say it. Yeah, and he could wind up catching more passes than he has rushes, which I would not be... Shocked to see that happen. I mean, maybe not, but uh, and then you're getting in a PPR league, you're getting a real value. What did you think about uh, Willie Sneed signed a offer sheet with the Baltimore Ravens, a two year, $10 million offer sheet? I kind of assume, especially with, I don't know, it just seemed like a lot of weirdness going on there. Especially, I, I kind of assume that's not going to be matched with the moves that they've made. No, but I, mean, I could, can't but... imagine. I can't imagine that the Saints match that so i mean because they just did bring back uh brandon coleman so that was a, a re-sign so what do you think about that that wide receiver core has now turned into michael crabtree john brown and would be willie sneed uh i think that it says that they're not going to take calvin ridley in the first round so good um, point uh you we'll, that's a good we'll point see what uh we'll see what the baltimore ravens wind up doing there but it obviously gives i mean this team has lacked weapons for a long time i mean mike wallace is speedy that's about it. Um, you know, Torrey Smith is the same. Uh, they haven't had a tight end since Todd Heap left. Uh, the running back situation has been abysmal there for a long time. I mean, they drafted Kenneth Dixon, and Kenneth Dixon is still a player I really like, but we have yet to see him get on the field. If they thought Alex Collins was you know, the solution, he would have gotten more than a one-year deal. So I, I, I think that a running back is in play there. I mean, they need a lot of help in the secondary. So if somebody slips, if a Derwin James from Minka Fitzpatrick slips, they could wind up going there. But uh, a little Darius Geis? Yeah, I mean, that's what I did in full 60 in our mock. And uh, Joe didn't like it. And then I told him why, why he was wrong afterwards. But uh, we'll see what they wind up doing. I, I think they could wind up going more weapons. That's a good tease, by the way. That show we told you about, full 60. You want to go check out episode five because we did a, a for an entire first round 32 pick mock draft and john lobb joined us so john lobb where's john is john still over at uh football diehards yes he is okay so football yeah, diehards. Doing a lot of stuff with him and andy singleton are doing nfl uh profiles for fan tracks on youtube yeah lobb, lobb's fantastic he's all over, the, all place. over the place so yeah. it was myself bogman and john lobb 
and uh, Pizapia played commissioner. He hosted it, and we went back and forth. I had the first pick, then I had the fourth pick. Boom, 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 boom. And we made the picks for it. So if you guys want to listen to that, I think it's an awesome tool. I'd love to see how correct we end up being, if any whatsoever, uh, because we did do it more what we would do, not what we thought think is going to happen and we talk about the fantasy relevance of it so go check it out it was a good episode and it's a good compliment to uh you know just kind of everything we're talking about as far as getting into the the fantasy realm of it uh cardinals say they're in no rush for sam bradford to come back i don't understand that okay i i do not get that at all because you paid him 20 million dollars why wouldn't you want to get him back i mean i understand that they got mike lennon too and they might draft someone but if you're drafting someone this year, I think it's to sit behind a guy like Sam Bradford, which uh, I don't know. Like, if he's not going to come back at the beginning of the season, when is the dude going to play? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because he's going to get hurt at some point. <laughs> I just wonder if that's just like a right now thing. You know, he was out there doing April. some scrimmage stuff. Yeah, they're just, I think they're going to take it easy on the guy. They're very, they're very linked to Lamar Jackson, they're linked to a quarterback. They may go in the second round. I, I think a guy like a Lamar Jackson would make a lot of sense because they don't have to commit whatsoever to playing him. If you've got Glennon and you've got Bradford. So I think it's just more than anything about like, listen, guys, we don't need to push this veteran quarterback out quick because we've got Glennon. We've got Glennon to be out here to make the throws so our guys don't get behind. Sad Brad, Sam Bradford will be okay and he's a stopgap yeah sad uh, bradford <laughs> <laughs> sad bradford <laughs> someone please make a meme put a, a perfect put the a yellow frowny face put it over sam bradford's head and sad, sad bradford. bradford oh damn That's it be a lot of team names it, you know it, i let's just make a shirt immediately where... maybe the little <laughs> smiley face with the but it's not a smiley face it's the one with the one tear Let's do that. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, I just find it funny that Andrew Luck still hasn't done, like, anything, and Carson Wentz is already running. Yeah, yeah, that's I'm very surprised at that. And the But the Eagles, though, they just did uh, some contract uh, kind of moving around with Nick Foles, which is going to, you know... Kind pay him of, way more money if he winds up playing. Yeah, and it gives him that player option in 2019. I really think they think they're going to be playing uh, predominantly with Nick Foles this year. Uh, quickly, otherwise, Aaron Rodgers... Frustrated with the Packers. It's a whole thing. I don't know. There's so much non-football Aaron Rodgers news right now. It's super <laughs> annoying. Like, he's a minority owner of the Bucks. He's super frustrated. There is the most hilarious uh, gif going on right now, or video, of Aaron Rodgers and who his new girlfriend, Danica Patrick, sitting on uh, sitting on uh, the, the first row of the Bucks game. And Danica Patrick looks like the most miserable human being <laughs> Like, like, you know what she looks like? <laughs> Anyone watching a car drive around in a circle for 500 <laughs> times. That's what she looks like. Go find it. It is the funniest thing ever. But there's just a lot of non-football Aaron Rodgers news, which just, I think, I feel like it clouds everyone's judgment of him. And then you take Jordy Nelson out of there. I feel like this guy is going to, like what happens in the mock. Well, I guess he didn't really fall in the mock. I don't know, man. I just feel like there's so much unwarranted information going on about Aaron Rodgers. We forget he's good. You know, I kind of get where he's coming from. Like, but but if he's going to say that, like he's got to be in the war room during the draft, right? Like, if if you're upset about the personal personnel decisions or not, or maybe you like them, but you just wish you would have been consulted. You know, whatever it is, you've got to be. You got to go all in. And I said this on the war room, like. You got to, you know, Esther, get off the pot here. You have to either be full in and be learning that side during the offseason, especially when you're in recovery. You should be watching scout tapes and stuff like that if you want to be involved in, in personnel decisions. Uh, but I, I don't know if he is. So if he isn't, then why are you bitching? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I just agree. Figure it out. I agree. Uh, CJ Anderson, cut. I have hated on CJ Anderson for many <laughs> years. And finally, how angry are you going to be when the Broncos don't take a running back and it's Devontae Booker? This would be so annoying. This would be so <laughs> dumb. They should absolutely take a running back, right? I think they should, but even if they do take a running back, they love Booker. You know who makes a lot of sense for this team? DeMarco Murray. Yeah, that'd be great. I think that but makes I a think, lot of sense. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> um, I don't know why it's not already done, though, right? Well, I'll just I draft. Maybe they want to see. I think DeMarco Murray is going to probably sit this out a little bit. I bet he doesn't want to go sign some dumb little contract. He wants to wait till the draft ends 
which could be a detriment to him, by the way. If you know, if, if some chips fall for some teams and they take I mean, running backs, a lot of running back depth. Like yeah. I would want to sign if I was him. But it's more about like if you look at a team like the Broncos, do you want to go in with Devontae Booker and let's say they go get like a Rashard Penning or something like that? Do they want to go in like that? They might want to have a a veteran running back to Marco Murray, who maybe even if it's the first half of the season, taking the reps can you know be the the tutor to them. And if it's a team that thinks they're going to win um, sooner rather than later they're going to probably want to go with a veteran back who's still got a little bit left in him. I tell you what, whoever they draft, if they draft someone, I feel like I'm going to really like that guy as a sleeper going into this year. Really? Uh, yeah. But you know what I'd love? I'd love for them to take Ronald Jones. Oh my God. That'd be a nice one. Uh, there'd be a scary ghost with ectoplasm everywhere. So okay. uh, we're going to talk about this mock draft we did on the other side. Do you want to give a couple notes once we're done? Uh, maybe about the, some NFL draft things to look out for. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what you're going to get is, so you're going to hear a tiny bit of like, you're going to hear a transition between two segments because these are two segments put together that we specifically broke down this mock draft. So just know that you're listening to that and obviously when we get out of it. And uh, we'll have the results at InThisLeague.com if you want to review how that mock draft went down. You want to get yourself prepped up, you can do that. But here you go. Here is our breakdown of our early, 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 early 2018 fantasy football mock draft. Welcome in this league. I love you. Ready to party. All right, baby. We are doing some mock draft hey, coverage. Baby. Hey, baby. Do you like <laughs> mock drafts and a fifth sandwich? you like those? So we conducted a very, very early mock yeah. draft a couple weeks ago. With the rest of our wonderful ITL Army, patreon.com slash ITL Army, one of the awesome perks that we can provide for people when you join in. And one thing we made very apparent, we used Fantrax when we did it because what was nice was Fantrax has already got the player pool up. So we did not have to fight and battle. Though I did see something I thought was interesting. I don't know how true this was. Bob, did you see that Yahoo was going to open up their fantasy football April 26th? Really? Yeah. Which... I, I thought it was cool. You know, I mean, we, we now, do stuff. Now, can I ask you, so is Saquon yeah. Barkley going to be two separate players? <laughs> well, I mean, he'll probably only be a partial running back that you can put in half the time, 100%. But I thought it was interesting, but also made me mad. I mean, we do stuff with fan tracks, so we might be a little bit biased. We, have a sh- we do a football show with them, the Full 60 Fantasy Football. We've moved over some of our stuff, but it doesn't mean I'm not. Ob- we're oblivious to the other sites, which I think is cool if that is true that they're opening up. But at the same time, I was like, that's so disrespectful to the baseball fans that they waited till like, what, three weeks before the season (laughs) started to open up? Like, you obviously show your hand that, uh, yeah, football is king. There's no doubt about it. Well, let's give them a little credit. Maybe this is the beginning of them opening early. Ah. And maybe they're finally going to figure out, just stay open. So January 1st, baseball should open up. In uh, no, it, they, they all should just be open. Agreed. Always. Agreed. Yeah. Well, but so we decided because Fantrax, we could easily kind of do it that the entire player pool is there. Now, the key here is that these guys have not been set to team. So I think it it's going to be interesting to see the skew that goes on, because one thing oh, that yeah. definitely happened in this was, you know, some of the the lower I don't even call them the lower backs, but the next level that the not Barclays is like what the tier should be called. <laughs> Guys like Chubb and Sony Michelle and Darius Geis and and furthermore, there's probably a couple other guys like Ronald Jones. Where they go and where they're drafted is go- is going to play a role here. So I think some of the value is muted. Though I'm looking here and Darius Geis was drafted. Um, he's drafted pretty aggressively. We're going to go over this here. I think he went he went ahead of Chubb as I look here. Yeah, yeah, he went in the fourth. Yeah, and I see Sonny Michelle went in the sixth, so we'll talk about those guys. But this is a pre-team, pre-team here, and this is the very, very early look, and it was very fascinating. So should I should I go through just who the players were who drafted? Yeah, yeah, let's okay. do that. If and I, can I have hit. it up for the people who name their team a weird thing, great. It makes the Welsh so mad. Yep, because that's helpful. Because there's some I don't know here. So it looks like the first <laughs> overall pick was uh, Joe Mitchell, second Robert Brend. This is the IT. Are these all captains, by the way? These are the, the captain specific. You know what? So. Salute to you. Put the, it in the captain room. The biggest supporters at ITL stepping up, and we're rewarding, rewarding them with uh, this draft. So Joe Mitchell won, Robert Brin two, Sorio three, Ryan Workheiser was four, Anthony Rosa was five. Don't know who six is because it's a name. 
What's the name? A football isn't a ball. That's Will Hall. <laughs> Thank New you, captain. Will. He was what number is that now? Six. I am set. I was seven. Uh, Eric Cooper was eight. Ryan Effin Porter, the American sniper, was nine. French fried pizza. Chris Clark. Chris Clark was ten. Uh, Fam, Rob didn't was eleven. And Bogman, you had the wheel pick here. And we did this as a PPR draft. So how do you want me to do this? Do you want me to just list out who was taken and then we break yeah, it down? Yeah, let's go. Let's go first round. Okay. Yeah. So first round, first overall pick was Le'Veon Bell. Second pick, Todd Gurley. Absolutely no surprise here. The third pick was Antonio Brown. That went to Sorio, followed by Ezekiel Elliott, David Johnson, five. I was just somehow hoping he would drop there. Six. <laughs> you always do that. I think I in football, you do that more than anything else. Probably. You expect some ridiculous person to fall to you. That would never happen in a million years, and you get upset when they're not available. That was the lockdown top five. That made sense. Six. Everything kind of changed when we got here. Six went Alvin Kamara, which was, that was a big one. This is PPR, though. At seven, I had a huge decision because guys like DeAndre Hopkins were still out there. There were some good backs like Kareem Hunt, but I went Saquon Barkley at seven. Yeah. (laughs) Eight was Melvin Gordon. Nine was DeAndre Hopkins. Ten was Kareem Hunt. Leonard Fournette went 11, and Bogman finished out the first round in PPR with Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey caught 80 passes last year. So uh, I I think in PPR, his value goes way, way up. But I think the big thing to take away from this first round, uh, there's a couple things here. Number one, that was 10 running backs and two wide receivers. Antonio Brown at three overall and DeAndre Hopkins at, what is that, nine overall? Yeah. Those were the only two wide receivers, only non-running backs to go. So we've had this weird shift the last couple years where it went, you know, running backs early, and then every single running back got hurt that year. I believe that was 2016. No, that was 2015. 2016 comes back, and people said, there's no way I'm doing it. I can't take a first-round running back. They all get hurt and blow out their knee, and they're done for the year. I might as well just take a wide receiver who's going to stay healthy. And then wide receivers went, and then all the running backs stayed healthy that year. Or, you know, a higher percentage of running backs stayed healthy and scored points. And then last year was kind of mixed. You still had people that were bitter about running backs. Maybe they got the the they drafted running backs again. So it was kind of mixed this year. No. Everyone's yeah. done. It's I, just, I got to take a running back. I mean, we were surprised when we looked at this and we were like, okay, 10 running backs. There's a lot of it that makes sense. I do think as the, as the season gets closer, I think some of this is going to balance itself. I think when people are, you know, back, you know, more comfortable about Odell Beckham, I think Julio Jones and Odell Beckham can squeeze themselves back in. I could see leagues that McCaffrey's not going to go in the first round. I think... I mean, I think, I mean, we'll have to see what happens with Barkley. There's a potential with Barkley. I do think as well, Kamara is somebody that I think he'll be a first rounder, but I think he's going to fringe some people. And I think there's going to be a lot of FUD on Leonard Fournette this year that is going to be telling people to maybe potentially shy away. So I think you could see a couple of those guys I just mentioned fall into the second round. But what this proved was you want an elite running back and you want them sooner rather than later. And maybe maybe this was just happenstance to be a draft that we saw the run go on and people followed the run. But I think we're going to see a more predominant running back heavy first round than we have in a couple of years. I got to be honest with you, dude. I don't think that much is going to change. You think it's going to go 6-6 I- again? I think it's going to go uh, ten and two. Oh no! You, oh, you think it's going to stick nine like this. and three? I I, th- I think it is, and I think you know we'll get into it uh, when we get a little bit deeper here. But once you see the value of some of these wide receivers, and Jesus, like I know that quarterback every single year is a position that we're drafting late. This year is just seems absolutely ridiculous. Well, I got an incredible value later. So uh, I mean. It's dumb. As far as first round goes, you want to talk about Barkley here? Because I think that's probably a big discussion. You know, once the draft I think you should tell you that's your pick. Yeah, I mean, this could change. You know, we could see some changes. Uh, Even so much so to say if the Browns take him, I think there's enough to question when you have Carlos Hyde. Right. It might not warrant it. I mean, you might want to go a safer option if he does go. I'm kind of presuming that he's going to be a giant. 
And I think if he's a giant, he's the absolute feature back with great great wide receivers. He's a check down guy. He can be the feature back on that team. And I think he will run wild. If he's a Brown, I don't know, man. Like, you might want to go a safer option. Maybe you want to go DeAndre Hopkins with uh, Watson back. Maybe Kareem Hunt. I was re- I almost took Kareem Hunt in this. That's where I was battling because uh, Kamara was I gone th- as well. I think I would have taken Kareem Hunt for the simple fact that we don't know. Yeah. where Barkley is right now. I think if he winds up in New York, if he winds up in Tampa Bay, uh, I think that I'm still taking Barkley. Well, I shouldn't say. I mean, Kareem Hunt led the league in rushing yards Kareem last Hunt year. Kareem Hunt is awesome. Season. But it's the PPR really effect. Good. Uh, Saquon Barkley is a really good pass catcher. Like, I could, I don't know. Like, I think there's a lot of weird, unfair comparisons to, like, Ezekiel Elliott, and people are going to be like, well, you know, no one said you could he's take— He's a different type of back. You know? But he's also going to catch the ball more. Like, would you be surprised if he had a Todd Gurley-type season, go catch his 50 Dude. passes, runs 200, has 250 carries? I don't think that's out of out of the question. Dude, I think that maybe—and it's not out of his pass-catching ability, but I think out of necessity, Ezekiel Elliott's a guy that could catch 50 or 60 balls this year because they have no one else. That's a great point, too. I mean, Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott, yeah, for PPR, might be sneaky. That's a good, I think, a great discussion and something you and I are kicking around, a project we might do. But looking at Ezekiel Elliott versus David Johnson is an incredible debate to have this year. It is because Zeke's coming off the suspension. And remember, everybody was like, oh, here it is. Zeke is going to go crazy. He's going to do the, you know, remember when Tom Brady was suspended and Tom Brady came back and just lit the world on fire. And that didn't really happen with Zeke no. down the stretch. You know, he was kind of, I don't want to say quiet, but he wasn't that dominant Zeke. I think he was his first week back was fairly strong. But after that, he kind of, you know, pittered out. So Anything you don't love about this first round? Not really. Um, I know you weren't super happy. I mean, you like McCaffrey, but it wasn't your ideal situation. I wanted Fournette or Kareem Hunt to fall to me, and, and then I just you, know, you got double sniped. Yeah, and I, I and that's fine though. Like Christian McCaffrey, uh, I, I am okay. So I am worried about the draft with Christian McCaffrey because uh, you know one of these guys would pair perfectly, and Nick Chubb would pair perfectly. Ooh, like a Darius guys coming into town. Ooh. Sure, yeah, one of those guys come in, and they are the opposite type. How about of Ronald stuff. Jones? Like you and I, I feel like we've talked a lot about Ronald Jones. Wouldn't Ronald Jones be the perfect complement to Christian McCaffrey? I would be less scared about Ronald Jones than I would be a guy like Nick Chubb or something. But but yeah, and look, you know, it doesn't. Uh, a guy coming into Carolina doesn't eliminate Christian McCaffrey as a first round option or, you know, a high second round option because they're they're going to be absolutely used. I mean, he's going to be used in the slot. Uh, he's going to line up with another running back back there, so he's going to be fine. But it does take away his carries. So I think this year he looks like he could be an absolute dominant back if they don't take someone fairly early. And the so. second round, Bogman, you uh, came back from Christian McCaffrey with LaShawn McCoy. Fam, Rob Didden took Dalvin Cook. Then the draft went Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver run. I felt I was left with a gift with, you know, the middle second-round pick. I got Mike Evans, followed by Mark Ingram, Keenan Allen, Devontae Freeman, A.J. Green, Jordan Howard, and the final pick of the second round was Joe Mitchell taking Rob Gronkowski. So uh, why don't you talk about LaShawn or any of these other picks in the second round? Well, Ashana really liked because I feel like he's, you know, a safe upside play. I mean, I'm not really upside, but he's a safe play. Like, you know, you know what you're getting from LaShawn. He's getting a little bit long in the tooth, a little bit older. But Dalvin Cook's coming off the knee injury. And then Mark Ingram. Like, I don't know if Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara are going to be able to do what they did last season. So, what about uh, Devontae- Dalvin Cook, though? Like, Dalvin Cook specifically. I know there's a question of doing it. Like, I kind of, th- to be honest with you, maybe PPR throws me, throws off a little bit here. But I... There's a sexy factor to thinking, like, even if you had McCoy and Cook. Like, I like that. I don't know why I'm, I'm not trying to be against McCaffrey. Or McCaffrey and Cook, is that just too risky? Because I feel like there's a lot less weapons in Buffalo where, I don't know, I feel like Dalvin Cook is, uh, you know, free to go. Yeah, but Dalvin Cook has also played, you know, what, four games in the NFL before blowing out his knee. Maybe it was six yeah. games. I can't remember the exact amount. But, you know, I'm not saying he's injury prone, but he's coming off of that. And, uh, you know, they still have, they still signed, um, 
Oh, good Lord. His Latavius name is Murray? Yeah, uh, yeah, Latavius Murray. Thank you. Yeah, because Jared McKinnon is gone. in San Francisco. Right. Yeah, McKinnon's gone. So Latavius Murray, they still have who could vulture some. Uh, I mean, no one's taking anything away from LaShawn McCoy. You know, even if they draft someone like, you know, maybe Rashad Penny or somebody like that to be the guy to replace McCoy eventually. What if they no, brought in someone more anything. serious, though? What if they brought in like a Darius Geis? I just think they have so many holes that they can't go. They can't go out taking those high running backs. I think they have to fix that defensive line. Uh, you know, the the Bills are desperately trying to trade up to get a quarterback, which might mean that they trade some of the, you know, a second or a third, which means that if they do that on top, they're just they need to fill so many other spots that they can't afford to be taking a running back when they already have a guy like LaShawn McCoy. So I don't think much is going to come off of McCoy. What do you think about the value that we saw with this wide receiver run? Because you know, pairings now is RFP, Ryan Porter. He, I mean, he got DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones. Eric Cooper is now got Melvin Gordon and Odell Beckham. I got Saquon Barkley and Mike Evans. And then whoever the hell French fried pizza is, I don't remember. Chris uh, Clark. Chris Clark got Kareem Hunt and Michael Thomas. Like, So what do you think about the values and the pairs of the second round? Maybe all but more proving like, you know, you got to go with these running backs because you can have an amazing pair, or you can do what RFP did, pending what he did with running backs later, getting guys <laughs> like DeAndre Hopkins and Julio Jones. Yeah, I mean, it's not an ideal scenario to me. I know our guy Chris Harris, he loves to do, I don't care. I want the best player available for like the first four or five rounds. And that's fine. And it definitely can work out for people. For me, I just see the scarcity of running backs, and um, you because mean, you it, mean as far as taking two wide receivers, yeah, taking two wide receivers. If you want to go running back wide receivers, absolutely. Like, fine. like, Mick, like for me, I took Mike Evans and Saquon Barkley, or Eric has Melvin Gordon and Odell Beckham. Right. I just want to make sure that I have that that second running back locked up so at some point. I want it locked up by round four. So. Uh, if you don't have it up by locked up by round four, you're taking a risk. Will that risk work out for some people? A hundred percent. It works out for people every single year. But for me, I, I just find it extra, extra safe to be able to, you know, have two running backs at least in the first four rounds. I think if you don't have that, you're just taking a risk that's a little bit too big for me. That's all. There's some interesting so, stuff to look at, by the way, here, because I'm looking at, like, not trying to jump too far ahead, but like a guy like Sorio. Sorio took three straight wide receivers, then went one running back, and then went tight end. He got one running back in the top five rounds, and he didn't take his first running back until the fourth round. Yeah, you're buying lottery tickets after that. Yeah. You know, it, you know, if Sometimes you don't have it pays two, off, though. Sometimes it does. Absolutely. And, and but but I feel like the floor is higher on some of these late wide receivers than it is on uh, these running backs, because he, he took like, you yeah, know, like you said, point. I don't want to skip around here, but he took Chris Carson, who in you the sixth round in the sixth round. And it's, he took a rookie as his first guy, which I shouldn't compare because I took Saquon Barkley. <laughs> but he's got his running backs were Chris Carson and Darius Geis. So, but right. he paired those with uh, A.J. Green, who he took here. He got Antonio Brown and then T.Y. Hilton. So there's a lot of risk here. Uh, before we break here, what do, you, what do you dislike and like real quick most about this round? This round, um, Second I don't round. know. And you can uh, even compare to pairings. You can look at the pairings as well. I don't like Gronk this season. I mean, I, I question his commitment. He hasn't even said if he's 100% coming back at this point before the draft. You know, you think that's something the Patriots need to know. I mean, I think he's going to be back, and he's training like he's going to be back. But I don't know that if that fire might be going out. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, uh, you know, Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram on the same team. That's what I was going to point out. That was mind boggling. Yeah, whoever a football is in a ball, I don't, I don't see the team name. Will Hall. Will Hall taking Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, though on paper it makes sense. I'm not sure that's a strategy that I'm going to take when I'm putting together my first two rounds. But uh, we'll talk about more of this. We'll go third, fourth, maybe some other pairings. Breaking down this mock draft. Very, very early mock draft. So don't go anywhere. In this league. I thought we were going to be just friends. What? Friends listen to- In this league. In the dark. Ah, uh, yes, we like to set the mood for uh, early fantasy mock draft talk. 
That's what we do. You know what's funny is uh, we just heard Adam Sandler, and I'm seeing like I'm hearing him in my ears, and then I have funny people up on my screen here. Ah, uh, yeah. And he just looks like a different human being than the guy that did you know, Billy Madison. I feel like we're happy Gilmore. Adam Sandler is an interesting guy because I feel like he's turned over a couple different personalities. You ever hear that saying where like people change every seven years? They say like your actual physical body. I heard it was taste buds. Right. No, they say like your body, like the the skin kind of comes off. Like you you actually have a physical different nature to yourself. And when I was a kid, my grandma tried to pull that taste buds thing on me. Oh, no, no. Try the squash because your taste buds change every seven years. You know, you're 14 now. And I was like, yeah, no, it's still gross. Guess what? So guess what? Newly. I'm newly 35. Still hate pickles. Still (laughs) hate pickles. Wait a minute. What about tarantula burger, though? Nope. Never going to do it. Never going to do it. Never going to do it. How much? How much would it take? Uh, You don't have enough money, Bachman. Trust me. No, no, not me. I'm just obviously. I don't have enough. I, I couldn't give you fifteen dollars to do it right now. It would have postmates. It, it probably couldn't come short of fifty thousand dollars. Okay, like That's good if, to know. yeah, I mean like it, like a hundred thousand dollars. I just couldn't pass up, and I'd eat that stupid thing. But anything less, I don't know. It's a question mark. All right, uh, early early mock draft time. We already got through the first two rounds. Round three started off with Adam Thielen, Jarek McKinnon. T.Y. Hilton, Marvin Jones in the third round, Tyreek Hill, Colden Tate, Devontae Adams, Joe Mixon, Carlos Hyde, Derrick Henry, Doug Baldwin, and Alshon Jeffrey. Key points here, I took Devontae Adams, Bogman took Alshon Jeffrey, and definitely some different eight values all over. Eight, wi- eight Wow, eight to four. Eight wideouts, four running backs. Okay. Um, I definitely <laughs> was hoping in the fourth round that Jarek McKinnon Joe Mixon or Derrick Henry were going to fall to me. And of course, even though it was uh three to one or two to one, however you want it, three to one, uh wide receivers to running backs, all of the running backs that I want wanted went in this stupid round. Went in this dumb round. So I took Devonta Adams though. You had a chance for Joe Mixon though, and you passed him. I did. Well, I wanted them in the fourth round. Um Oh, I see coming back. I yeah, you. yeah. That, that's how I wanted. I wanted them to come back. Jerick McKinnon went ahead and that kind of sucked. But Devontae, um, Devontae Adams, if I remember correctly, one thing that Incredible I ended up— Incredible last year. Yeah, and, and the guy I took in the fourth round we'll talk about, I ended up having number one and number two in red zone. Uh, I think it was targets. Targets. Targets yeah. uh, from last season. And Devontae yep. Adams goes into becoming number one, the number one guy this year with Jordy Nelson out. So I actually felt like that was a pretty decent well, value. Let's not forget, though, you're a Cobb sucker. I am, I do, I mean, it, it's fair, Bogman, that I am a known Randall Cobb sucker. Can you dig that? I'm a Cobb sucker. It's a fact. So I got to <laughs> get over that. the Packers added Jimmy Graham, who yeah. was number was a red one zone over guy. all yeah. in red zone targets. But in PPR, so. Devontae Adams, is. I still felt like he was kind of, that's a great pick. The I like it better than Golden Tate. I like it better than Tyreek Hill. Way better than Marvin, Marvin Jones. Jones. Absolutely. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, you can throw in there if Andrew Luck's back. But I'm taking Devontae Adams over T.Y. Hilton. Yeah, so actually we had a big um, – yeah, I'd take him over Thielen too. Oh, uh, Tony, I would take Thielen actually. I, I, I would take Devontae Adams. Oh, okay, I like uh, that. I know, I know Kirk Cousins is there and everything, but I'm still – I mean they got Stephon Diggs. Uh, Kyle Rudolph is going to be there. Dalvin Cook's going to be catching more passes. Uh, I, I think I'm still going with uh, with Devontae Adams. But uh, it was a keeper league that our guy Tony Kohler was drafting, and it was between Keenan Allen and Devontae Adams. And I said I'm going to go with Keenan Allen because you know the Packers did add Jimmy Graham. Cobb's still there. And uh, Geronimo Allison's a three, so I think there's a chance they could draft someone fairly high. Uh, and I don't know who that person is, but I think I would definitely go with Keenan Allen because – the Chargers just spent a first-round pick on Mike Williams last year, who's coming back from an injury. And Keenan Allen finally stayed healthy. So I think he's out of that, I'm going to hurt my knee every seven seconds thing. Yeah. So I think I would go with Allen over him. But he went Devontae Adams. So uh, he's a very, very high pick. This round, the Welsh, uh, I, I think everything is fairly good here. I would jumble up the players a little bit. Yeah, me uh, too. The, the one questionable pick, I, I would say, is Carlos Hyde. Yep, 100%. Um, you and me are on it. But 
if Carlos Hyde, if the Browns don't wind up taking Saquon Barkley, Carlos Hyde's a great pick here in the third round. That's a great point. That's it's a really good point. You know, another one too. Uh, not to rush us through here, but while we have time to get in, is just officially seeing Jarek McKinnon jumping in as a third round, a high third round pick in PPR. People are very excited. Doesn't look like the Niners. I mean, the Niners could surprise us, and they could take a you know they could take a Rashad Penny or something like that later, and maybe there's more competition. But they uh, he got the okay from Kyle Shanahan, so he's the number one guy. And I felt like he was the he he became the running back that was the beginning of a new tier. You know, after Jordan Howard went, it was this new tier of running back where we saw Jarek McKinnon, who went ahead of Joe Mixon and Derrick Henry, which I'm going to be a Derrick Henry guy this year, regardless of Deion Lewis being drafted. Uh, I know, I know. I'm still going to be in on Derrick Henry. But Jarek McKinnon, uh, I thought was a I, I like that pick, though, to your point of what you're getting in the, the jumble. I'm not sure, you know, you can take Jarek McKinnon over like Devontae Adams. And see, this is where after this round, I despise the running backs. I do not like barely any of them. And I only have one of them, which made me uncomfortable. Some of the rookies are okay, but it just gets so ugly. And there's so much wide receiver upside because let's just move to the fourth round. The Welsh, it went, uh, Allen Robinson. I took after I took Alshon Jeffrey. So I got myself two number one targets. I got uh, Amari Cooper went after that. Then cooks, JHI, Alex Collins, Jarvis Landry. You took, uh, Russell Wilson, Stefan Diggs, Larry Fitzgerald, Darius Geis, Travis Kelsey, and Juju Smith-Schuster. A lot of surprising stuff that happened in this round. Questionable running backs, first quarterback. We had the second tight end, second rookie running back, and then some guys that people are really really buying Juju in the fourth round. There's a lot of happening, a lot happening in the fourth round. Yeah, I mean, this round is ugly. So I love and hate some of these picks. Uh, I really like the brand. Brandon Cooks is such a great value in the fourth round. Going to the Rams, I yeah, know they have more one. more targets there, but he still should be the number one wide receiver. Uh, Jarvis Landry is appropriate. I know a lot of people are going to look and say, oh, man, Jarvis Landry led the league in receptions last year. This is so great. Well, Tyrod Taylor is his, number, his, his quarterback now. So, yes, he's a number one. And if they do take Saquon Barkley, he's going to eat into a lot of uh, you know l- targets. And Josh Gordon is going to be there. And David Njoku is going to be another year older. So Jarvis Landry is a good quarterback. And when you He's say appropriate. Wide receiver three. Yeah, and w- yeah, That's that amazing. was the whole point for, t- for a twofold here. When you talk about appropriate, as I mentioned, my running backs went. And, and I'm looking for a third wide receiver or second running back. I had my eyes on Allen Robinson, Amari Cooper, and Brandon Cooks. And guess what? Boom, 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 boom. First three picks in the fourth round. So I looked, and Jarvis Landry... Jarvis Landry and for intensive purposes, Stefan Diggs were the end of a tier, but I went with the guy that could go for the heavy receptions. And I figured like you kind of just said, Jarvis Landry as a third wide receiver is just a dominant state for me to be in though. I have two Browns in the top four rounds. That's a little <laughs> uncomfortable potentially uh, if Saquon is a Brown. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, Russell Wilson, uh, I love Russell Wilson. He could wind up being the number one quarterback. But when you look at these deals, he yep. just can't be going here nope, in the 100%. fourth round. Don't like that one. Uh, Darius Geis is questionable depending on where he lands. Alex obviously. Collins could look really bad pending if the, oh, if Baltimore that, does I something. I that one. Yeah, I, because I think if Baltimore was like Alex Collins is a guy, we love him. He would have gotten more than a one-year contract. Yeah, I, so I agree. Maybe it's a, hey, prove it to us, you know, that kind of thing. But I didn't like that pick either. Uh, one, let, let's move yeah. on to the fifth. And I liked your fifth. I liked your fourth round pick, by the way, Valen Robinson. I really like what you have done, by the way. You co- took McCaffrey, McCoy, and Jeffrey and Robinson. I think that was a killer start. My start through the first four rounds was uh, what was it? I had uh, Barkley, Mike Evans, Devontae Adams, and Jarvis Landry. So I was kind of three number one wideouts. Yeah, kind of like lived that. there. So fifth round started Lamar Miller, who I honestly kind of semi had my eye on. And it kind of just reiterated to me, like, I'm probably going to take best available regardless of what happens here. Then it went Aaron Rodgers, Zach Ertz, Robert Woods, Demarius Thomas, Duke Johnson. I took Des Bryant in the fifth round, followed by it went Josh Gordon, Kenyon Drake, Nelson Aguilar, Chris Thompson, and Devontae Parker, which went to Bogman. Now, the one thing I want to throw out, hindsight after the draft, I made a mistake. I would have taken Josh Gordon over Des Bryant, and that might surprise some people. But would it, you still do it? There's a part. Well, I, I think it, it's a little bit closer, to be honest with you. I think, you know, he goes and he gets and puts himself in a spot where maybe it's him and Odell Beckham in New York. That could be 
that could be something, man. Everything we thought Brandon, uh, 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 oh, I just forgot his name, who just got cut. Oh, uh, Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall, thank you. Brandon Marshall could have been, Des could be, and they're both number twos, which you look into, but I'm definitely, right. I love Josh Gordon. But Well, I think I like the number two option with Eli Manning more than I like the number two option with Tyrod Taylor. It's a great point, but th- here's the cool thing. Des Bryant is my fourth wide receiver, my flex. So right. I was very, very happy about that. This round was odd. I, I liked Rodgers in the fifth. Lamar Miller was kind of the last of maybe a guys you take a chance on. We saw Chris Thompson go in the fifth. I thought there were a lot of interesting plays. Robert Woods, another one like I really want to like, but I'm like, I don't know. And just personally, this is a personal thing, I don't like taking Zach Ertz in the fifth. Does he warrant it? Probably does. But again, Sorio had one running back and took Zach Ertz in the fifth. <laughs> took him over Josh Gordon, Des Bryant, took him over uh, a lot of guys. I mean, Devontae If I was Parker. him, I probably would have taken like uh, Chris Thompson there. I would have really been hoping for, or Kenyon Drake. And I'm I'm not a Kenyon Drake fan, but I would have taken Kenyon Drake o- over a tight end in that spot. I think, especially because you only have Darius Geis, a rookie who we don't know where he's going to land yet. Because I mean, look, Darius Geis is great, but if he lands in Detroit, which I think that he should be the number one guy there, but Legarrette Blunt could sneak uh, goal line carries away from him, and Theo Riddick's going to take receptions. So. While he will be the number one running back option, he still, for fantasy, is going to lose a lot. Yeah. So, Anything else in this round that kind of jumped out to you as like a favorite? Uh, I don't know why Nelson Aguilar went this round. I don't either. I, I was looking at that, and it just made no sense to and me. He was good last year, but I it's not something I'm doing. Especially over Devontae Parker, who's the number one in Miami now. Yeah, I mean, I love Devontae Parker, too. And then round six, you started it off with the third rookie that went, Nick Chubb. Uh, then it went Tevin Coleman carry on johnson which i was like wow carry on johnson split like there's split camps man there's people that really really like the one thing that you cannot deny about carry on johnson is he can carry the ball 30 times i was so just where, surprised wherever he lands he's like this year's jamal williams to he, me but he just went over sony michelle who was the next pick that's what surprised me so you got so far three rookie running backs that went in this round chubb carry on johnson sony michelle went to rfp alan hearns I, would, I want your take on this because I thought I got a deal taking Marlon Mack in the sixth round. Maybe I'm off because Frank Gore is out of town. Delaney Walker, Deion Lewis, Evan Ingram, Chris Carson, Robbie Anderson, and Cooper Cup. That was Not, what this round was. Uh, Marlon Mack is he's a lot like Carryon Johnson. Like you give, you can give him the ball a million times. He's just a battering ram. But he's also uh, the guy now. He is the guy now, unless they draft in basically anyone. Well, you know, yeah. Well, did they dra- anybody. Uh, well, I think that if they take not anyone, okay, so he could still wind up being the number one option. But if they draft someone, that guy, whoever it is, even if it's a guy like Mark Walton, who's the opposite kind of like Marlon Mack is a giant big battering ram. You know, Mark Walton is a small dude, super fast, can catch the ball. You know, it's going to wind up being split. I think you're going to wind up seeing like a Samaje P. Ryan, Chris Thompson type of situation. You know what I was more so, worried about, by the way? is I'm more worried about, and I'll just a quick little jump ahead since we're not doing too much more on this, is DeMarco Murray, who I took in the eighth round. I took him. A guy like DeMarco Murray going to Indianapolis, and that yeah. would be like the death blow, but I took him in the eighth round. Yeah, and, and that and that's fine. Like, uh, you know, Marlon Mack is okay. Uh, and at this point in the year, too, we, they don't have anyone else. Yeah. So it, it's, it's a good value. Loved your Nick Chubb pick. Uh, he went 61 overall. Chubb, that's where you got him. Love it. I think the further away he gets from that leg injury, the more like Todd Gurley he's going to be. Yeah. So. Uh, seventh round, it went Sterling Shepard, Calvin Ridley, first rookie wide receiver going in the seventh round, Rex Burkhead, C.J. Anderson, Marshawn Lynch. Uh, this is before C.J. got cut, by the way. Right. I think. Devin Funches. I took Tom Brady, 79 overall in the seventh round. Then Sammy Watkins, Greg Olson, Zach Doyle, Michael Crabtree, and Ronald Jones. Again, Bogman taking Jack two working. Oh, did I say John? Not, yeah, Zach, Jack, Zach, Zach, Zach Doyle. Zach Doyle, Odell rules. <laughs> Michael Crabtree, and you took Ronald Jones, now having two rookie running backs. Man, I tell you what, there's, uh, I think, maybe like a couple bad picks in this round. And uh, for like me, it w- specifically, it would be C.J. Anderson. Yeah. Even before uh, C.J. Anderson got cut, it was clear they didn't like C.J. Anderson. So I was just avoiding that situation as best I could. So I, I didn't like that pick. Calvin Ridley, probably too much of a question when you have guys like Funches and Crab, like especially Crabtree. 
Uh, I mean, I personally hate Crabtree. Texas Tech and a Raven don't like him. But uh, he's the number one option there. Yeah, and I agree. When you look across the board, I know there's some guy in the next round. I'm going to just list off the next round, by the way, because I think there are a, wider, a handful of wide receivers here that you took Will Fuller, then it went Randall Cobb, Jordy Nelson, 87th overall, Kelvin Benjamin, Josh Doxson. I took DeMarco Murray, 90th overall. DJ Moore went 91. Deshaun Watson, 92. Julian Edelman, Jamison Crowder, Tariq Cohen, and Jamal Williams. I look at... I, I don't care taking the risk. I take the risk on Jordy Nelson. You got Benjamin, maybe not Doxson, but then you look at Edelman, who I know you don't care for, and Crowder. I'm taking no, all I, those guys th- over Ridley. In this round, it, eight, the eighth round, sign me up for Sexy Julian. I love that. I didn't like it when he was going in the third or fourth uh, last season before he got hurt. There's there's not too many bad picks in this round. In fact, I'm trying to to pinpoint one. I don't really have one. I'm not the biggest Josh Doxson fan. I think they could wind up drafting somebody. Obviously, DeMarco Murray doesn't have a job yet, but I would expect him to sign after the draft at some point. And uh, I I love Tariq Cohen. I love Julian Edelman here, Benjamin, Cobb, and obviously I like my Will Fuller pick. Um, And just a a look as far as rookies go for people. Ninth round, Cortland Sutton went. Rashad Penny, Christian Kirk, and Akram Wadley all went in the 10th round. James Washington in the 11th. I mean, DJ Shark went in the 14th. Any last kind of comments on uh, how the rest of this thing went? Which, by the way, we're going to post the results of this at inthisleague.com if people want to look at this early, early mock. Good God almighty quarterbacks are cheap. They are ridiculously cheap. You got Drew Brees in the 11th round. Was that you? No, no, I, I took Tom Brady oh. in the seventh round. Tom Brady in the seventh round. Drew Brees went in the eleventh. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I know we talked about that with Joe in full sixty. How Drew Brees kind of had a down year for Drew Brees. But that's, that's crazy. Eleventh round. That's Philip Rivers was like fourth overall in quarterbacks. Twelfth round. I think I said Deshaun Watson went in the eighth round. Dude, the last quarterback to go with the second to last pick in the draft was Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> I mean, that's wild. Crazy <laughs> that's quarterback crazy. deals. No depth at running back and some pretty good middle-round wide receiver stuff. That's awesome. So go check out the results in thisleague.com. You guys can make comments on it. And obviously, we are going to do a post-mock, post-NFL draft mock draft, so be on the lookout for that for more. All right, there you go. All right, so Boggs. NFL draft. The Welsh. Days away. Yes. Yes. The Boggs. Any last notes? There's a lot of news out there. We um, we didn't talk about it here. We talked about it on the radio, but the Browns doing this weird bit of like, maybe we'll take two quarterbacks. And then they're saying, we so, like quarterbacks with big hands, which kind of speaks to Josh Allen. And then you've got, uh, you know, teams, Broncos potentially willing to trade out. The Giants love Saquon Barkley. DJ, uh, DJ Clark could be uh, DJ Moore. I'm sorry. DJ Moore could be going ahead of Calvin Ridley as a number one wide receiver. What are some fantasy relevant ideas or notes that you're looking for? Anything that you want to spew out here uh, pre NFL draft leading up for a couple days that uh, people should keep in mind. I I tell you what, there's going to be one quarterback probably that winds up from this draft that winds up having significant relevance this season. I think probably one. Because whoever goes to Cleveland is going to sit yeah. behind Tyrod Taylor. Whoever goes to the Giants if they is going to sit. Whoever goes to the Cardinals is going to sit. I think if the Broncos take someone, they're going to sit. I think if the Bills take someone, A.J. McCarron's going to start. So, you know, you kind of have to worry about that a little bit. Uh, we've heard that Josh Rosen could wind up falling. Um, I don't know, man. You're just going to see crazy stuff that you never expected to happen. Like, you know, you go and you look at the NFL draft that happened last season, and you're like, okay, yeah, that's where these guys wound up. But there are all kinds of crazy scenarios. Nobody had Dalvin Cook going to Minnesota. I don't think that was a thing. You know what I mean? Leonard Fournette to Jacksonville was all over the place. But um, something crazy is going to happen, and I think particularly early. And with, uh, you know, some decent free agents and – Weird depth in this draft, like there are super deep positions and super thin positions, tackle, offensive tackle, super thin, but interior linemen, super deep, a linebacker is pretty deep, running back is extremely deep. Uh, You're going to see a ton of trades in this draft. So just be ready for it. Just be ready for all kinds of trades and uh, come and please watch my YouTube if you're an ITL Army member and uh, talk with me during the draft. So, you know, throw a subject out. I got one for you. We'd love to do it. It's here. Who is the running back 
that pulls the Kareem Hunt this year? Give me this is it's not a fair Before question. The draft. Yeah, it's not a fair. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying, go out on a limb here. Who is the running back that? I mean, it might be a guy like Sony Michelle, but I like who, Ronald Jones. Okay, so you think Ronald Jones can pull the obviously position and or where they're taken is going to be imperative in this, so people can't you know come back and be like, oh, it's a Ronald Jones. But obviously, we got to know where all these guys go. But so Ronald Jones is your pick to be the Kareem Hunt uh, from this draft, a guy that maybe under the radar is picked. Uh, I'd even say Alvin Kamara from this draft as well, but Ronald Jones is your guy. I love Ronald Jones, man. I just, uh, you know, the comparison that a lot of people put on him is Jamal Charles, and I see Robert Smith, uh, the old running back from the Vikings. Uh, I just Ohio State Robert Smith. So Jonesy loves that. A lot of a lot of our guys love that Ohio State stuff. But I, I just, I think if he winds up in a situation where there's no obvious running back like if he winds up in pittsburgh you know what i mean obviously bell's gonna be the the ball carrier if he winds up with the rams because he falls and he's not gonna get much but if he winds up in a situation where they need a running back or they could use a number two you know like mark ingram is a strong strong running back but you know he could always use somebody next to him there's not too many guys that that have that i'm gonna take the ball 35 times like bell and Gurley. So and Zeke, you know, those type of guys. David Johnson's one of those guys. So he winds up in, you know, a really good situation. He could go crazy high, like Kareem Hunt high. And if he winds up in another situation, you know, a situation where uh, like I think if Washington would be perfect for him because there's no way Samaje P. Ryan's going to hold a candle to him at the end of the day. So I think that's like a perfect scenario where he could hold tons and tons of value. I like it. All right, so go check out. Uh, if you're not, join up with the Army. The buck will get you in, and you can have three days of uh, interesting, interesting information coming from Bogman on the live stream. That's over at patreon.com slash army. And thisleague.com is where we've got the rest of all of our cool stuff, all the podcasts, and also over at Fantrax, go sign up for full 60 fantasy football. We have got that going down, plus Bogman's got an IDP podcast that's coming up. We are everywhere is essentially <laughs> what's going on right now it's a lot We're of places all over your plus face. i tell you we got a couple gross we got a couple um <laughs> we got a couple cool ideas that we are we're kicking around doing we want to make this the the best in this league fantasy football seasons obviously with official fantasy rings we are going to blow out the uh the, the leagues that we always do so be on the lookout for that but there's a specific you know project or two that we are kind of kicking around for the football season that people will uh definitely enjoy so uh make sure you're subscribed to the podcast rate and review we will deeply appreciate it but until then get into all these podcasts get your info right and get a nfl draft in your mind it's good to be back it's good to talk with you on this feed so we'll do it a little bit more post draft with an nfl draft breakdown podcast that's scott bogman i am the welsh we are out so you say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.